So, uh, happy, how was Happy Father's Day uh, weekend? Yep. yep. How was yours? It was good. Um, it was pretty chill. We had, or the boys came over. We went over to Brian's grandfather's house and we grilled out and had watermelon and I don't know, just kind of yeah. had a chill day. That sounds like a nice spread. Yeah. Our, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, ours was good too. I mean, we didn't really do the whole thing on the day of because I had work, but uh, that Saturday we had a nice uh, uh, burgers and corn for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd done some uh, organizing in the living room, so I had enough space to set up the projector and we had a movie night and watched the uh, 1986's Top Gun. I can't remember who I watched Top Gun with when I watched it for the first time, but I mean, it was like fairly like within the last, I don't know, I would, I think it's shorter than it is, but like now I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, yes, this event could have happened within the last decade. Yeah. Well, this was my first time watching it, and uh, it's it's kind of interesting, like, how much your cultural understanding of a movie sort of informs your first viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's like, for, everybody, for a movie where everybody is just a full-on adult, it is like a, like a school movie, because that's basically what it is. It's like yeah. all these characters in uh, fighter pilot school. For right. the most part. And then, like, at the very beginning and at the very end, there's some stuff with, like, uh, some Russian fighter pilots doing what all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a trip. I, we, I, I was especially wanting to see it because I figured we'd go see, uh, Maverick in theaters at some point soon. Yeah. Yeah, which I heard an interesting statistic about Maverick. It had the highest fourth weekend of any film in box office history wow i mean yeah, i think it was like 44 million okay which, uh yeah that's impressive well. yep so i look forward to see that i've uh, heard good things Mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's probably long enough lead in thought we'd change things up a bit this week <laughs> uh but yeah, wanted to lay a little groundwork before saying welcome to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive rating podcast between siblings. I'm your brother co-host Thomas Dempsey. I'm your sister co-host Elizabeth Connor. Yep, and we've got uh, some reading to talk about this week as per usual. This is, I guess, our last episode, our last record of the spring in our first episode of the summer because yep. tomorrow is june 21st yep 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 and uh i know weather wise it it's sort of like goes without saying that it's felt pretty summery for a good little while now and elizabeth has been out from school for what two weeks three weeks three uh this is my i've been out of school for a completed three weeks okay Alrighty, so you still got a good uh, month and some in there. Yeah. To uh, look forward to. I've been enjoying myself. Uh, been able to cut back on hours a little bit at work, so hopefully that'll 
give me more time to catch up on my numbers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, uh, I didn't tell you. I'm not sure if I ever, I don't, I don't think I had any occasion to show you. Uh, Liz and Caleb got a new dog. I saw it on Facebook. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah so you know that it's uh, an old Labradoodle. Yeah, it's precious. Yeah. So the story, I don't know. I guess I can tell this. It's not like divulging anything, but the story was, uh, I'll probably just cut this part out. Okay. I actually have sort of getting cold feet on talking about somebody else's business on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in, uh, the weather hadn't gotten too bad lately. It's, uh, more, um, temperate, I suppose you'd say, even for as hot as it gets some days. Mm-hmm. There's usually like a nice... Uh, wind or cloud cover to counterbalance it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I know you live in much closer to the coast than we do. That's got to be rough. Um. Well, I will say that the past, like today and yesterday, it's been a almost like a verifiable cold front because it's just been sitting at like the high nineties, low one hundreds. Right. And. Uh. Anyway, it's going to be getting hot again, but then it's kind of supposed to, like, taper off, so. Oh, it'll be good. Yeah. Oh. Um, we have been very busy because, um, our youngest is in a ball tournament currently. All right. So, um, it's a double elimination tournament, so the first game that Andrew played was Saturday, and they lost that one. Uh, but then they yep. won tonight, so they'll play again tomorrow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be rooting for him. Yeah, I guess baseball runs all summer, more or less? Pretty much. Um, depending on, like, so, depending on, like, how far you get in All-Stars or what your travel ball schedule looks like. So, sure. Yep. I yeah. thought I think I heard you mom say something about y'all potentially making a uh, a road trip up around this area for an away game. Um yeah, so the the World Series for our division um is being held in Anderson. Yeah. So, so that that's, that's just a hop, skip, and a jump down the road. Right, but the but that's the World Series, so that's where like one team from the state, from like the states all the way from like Virginia to Texas. Um, oh wow! Like they're gonna come to Anderson, and that's where they play. The state tournament is over here, like with us. Um, sure. Like it's in in the county where we live in. But we have to win. We have to either win or be runner up in our current tournament in order to make it to the state tournament. Right. And then if we win the state tournament, we would be coming to Anderson for the World Series. Okay. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we wish them our best. And, uh,. You got uh, anything else on your mind, or you ready to dig in? Um, Bernie got fixed. 
I'd heard about that too. That's also worth congratulating. How's he? How's he recovering? She's fine. Like, like day one, she we go to put her in the bathroom because you know the vet was like, you've got to keep her separated. You've got to limit her movement and stuff for two weeks. And I put her in the bathroom, and she, I mean, from day one, minute one, she's, like, trying to make a break for the door. Oh, goodness. So, You we, said, uh, you kept saying Bernie. Yeah. I think I, I was confusing them with potato. <laughs> okay. I believe. We, we talked about potato last time, we, Yeah, we? we talked about potato. Um, yeah. No, potato is still too young to right. get fixed, according to, to fixed. the vet that we go to. Um, sure. So it's not his time yet, but okay. Bernie, it was past time. Yeah. Oh, sure. And um. But anyway, so we just kind of like kept her up in the bathroom for, for, like three days, two three days, and then finally we yeah. were like, you know what, like, we'll just keep an eye on them. Right. So and I mean she she's been doing her fine. Her stitches look good. Happy to hear it. Look forward to seeing him again. Look forward to meeting uh, Potato for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that about covers it. I, I don't have as much to talk about, really. I'm just sort of a homebody. Yeah, well, with gas prices and all. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I get a DMR that sort of helps with that, but otherwise, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not as... Not as adventurous these days. <clears throat> Taking trips and what have you. Right. Yep. So that's what books are for. Yep. And uh, I've got one book to talk about outside the challenge. Okay. It's a familiar subject. Last time I talked about reading two by uh, George Simonon, mm-hmm. a French mystery author most known for his Inspector Migret stories. Yep. This is another one of them. This one's called The Flemish House. I'm still basically reading these in uh, uh, chronological order. Mm-hmm. I went online and found like the publication dates for all of them and then just arranged them in a stack so I can I don't believe there's much in the way of continuity story to story but I just figured I'd do it to get a sense of the progression of the writing and what have you. Mm-hmm. So this one uh, is sort of a uh, a murder mystery, or like a almost like a forensic sort of thing. Basically, mm-hmm. a, a woman goes missing, and this Flemish family who live on the outskirts of this French village are uh, suspected of having something to do with it because the woman was the mother of the illegitimate son of the uh, son of the family mm-hmm. of the Flemish family so the daughter of this family calls the inspector out to consult while the local police handle the actual investigation mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like him getting a sense of like the local like tensions between the French and Flemish populace of the town mm-hmm. and uh it's happening during a period of flooding. It takes a place along this like uh, this river trade route where all these barges and boats are held up at uh, 
the checkpoint because the tide is too high for them to like progress mm -hmm. so it's got like a real sort of overcast and stormy atmosphere about it which okay. a lot of these stories do but uh yeah i i think i the ending of this one more than any of the others is really what sort of sold me on it because mm -hmm. up until like the last few chapters i'd have more just put it as like a three out of five mm -hmm. you know a book that i enjoyed reading but uh it's just sort of that but then yeah. i feel like what uh Simonon does with the ending and uh really sort of ties it together in a way that makes it a lot more memorable Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying these books. Good. Uh, I'm going to try and get into them some more in the days to come, but uh, they get a recommendation. Okay. Uh, as far as um, non-your non, uh, words gets mine related reading is concerned, I've been getting into a bit more of my manga backlog. Okay. I've had this series I've been reading. I'm sure I've spoken of it in the past, Spy Family. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, manga set in like a fictional 1960s Europe uh, about this like Cold War style conflict between these eastern and western nations and how a spy from what the western nation like infiltrates the eastern nation under an assumed identity and is trying to get in with this uh, uh, far right politician to find out what his plans are and as a part of his cover, he has to get married and adopt a child. And unbeknownst to him, the woman that he gets in a marriage with, which is basically a marriage of convenience, is a, a an assassin who likewise does not know that the man she is marrying to serve her own cover is a spy. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only one who knows anything about either of their identity is their adopted daughter, who is an escaped uh, science experiment who's been imbued with the ability to read people's minds. Mm -hmm. So immediately she knows that her dad is a spy and her mom's an assassin and she just thinks that's the coolest. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So most of the book is focused on the little psychic girl. Her, um, her part in all this is basically the spy dad enrolls her in the elite academy where the politician's son is enrolled mm -hmm. and his ploy is basically to have her like get in the good graces of the kids so that the two families can become friends mm -hmm. needless to say complications ensue the whole thing is like sort of broadly comedically tinged but also with like the air of like a political thriller about it mm -hmm. the anime adaptation is ongoing currently think it's the first batch of episodes is fixing to wrap up and then i think there's going to be a break over the summer before the second batch of episodes drops in the fall mm -hmm. some it's what they call a uh, split core okay as far as like anime uh distribution is concerned mm -hmm. and, and they usually do it so that the uh, production studio has enough lead time uh to make all the episodes like a fairly decent quality because mm -hmm. if they're working on like too many episodes in rapid succession then what will happen is in the later half of a series you'll see a drop off mm -hmm. in terms of like how things look and how the story is structured and what have you yeah so uh 
Yeah, I've um, been catching up on the manga, so I don't get any anime spoilers in like my social media feeds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been a good read, and looking forward to sticking with it. Okay. Yeah. So that's mainly what I've been reading. Uh, the uh, sort of the cliff notes. Okay. Yep. What you got for us? Um. So. I have fin- <laughs> I, I finally got over myself, and I did read some. Um, okay. I, I read four books since okay. our last episode, in addition to our book for the challenge. Um, right. Most of them I liked. Actually, no, I liked yep. all of these. Sorry, I'm thinking about the one I'm reading right now that I think is going to be a DNF. Okay. Because I... No, that's no shame in that. Anyway, I, I'm going to read a little bit more before I make my decision, and I'll report back in the next episode. Um, right. So, they're all romance novels of some shape or form. They're all a little different. Um, yeah. So, the first one is called Frivolous by Veronica Lancet, and it is okay. a mafia-style uh, romance where... Oh, that's fun. Um, basically there, and, and don't ask me any names cause I, I don't know at this point. Yeah, I've, that's cool. I've just get, I've, I don't know. Um, so with this one, it's two, uh, Italian family or two Italian mafia families that both reside in New York and, um, one, the more successful one is very much trying to take down the other one. So... I do remember the male character's name is Baz, uh, or Sebastian. And Ah. so Baz for short. So of course it's got to be, uh, shortened. Of course. So his cousin, who is the, like the, the leader of his family's mafia sends him undercover because he just got out of jail. So the other mafia family like doesn't recognize his face. Okay. He sends him undercover as the bodyguard of the oldest daughter of the rival mafia leaders. Anyway, it's the, it's the rival mafia leader's oldest daughter. So Sebastian yeah. is going to be her bodyguard. And basically, like, she very much has, like, a mean girl reputation. Um, she's kind of perceived as, like, this, you know... Um, She's easy. Uh-huh. And basically, Sebastian's task is to uh, humiliate her. Ah. Uh. And so, and of course, what ends up happening is uh, Sebastian and the girl get into a relationship. They fall in love. Yep. Evident, or then there is something that makes Sebastian question whether or not she is really who she says she is or that she feels how she says she feels and so Sebastian does something super super terrible and then they've Uh, got to work through that right so that was that one and it was good I liked that one um the second one is a workplace romance yep and it's called baby for the boss hole (laughs) wait 
So repeat that. Baby for the boss hole. Boss hole? Yeah. Oh, wait, is that supposed to be a play on a-hole? Yes. Okay. And, All um... Right. And that one's by Nadia Lee. Uh, I've read several of her stuff. I, I like her. Um, I like her work. And that this is one where, you know, pretty much straight out the gate, like the, 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 the two main characters, like they sleep together within like the first four chapters. Um, sure. And they're not particularly safe. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Guess where that, where that leads to. So she becomes pregnant. And then okay. they have to navigate their relationship around that. All right. And around the fact that they work together. Yeah. Or that she works for him, technically, because he's her boss. Oh, no. Um, <sighs> but don't worry. They make it explicit that there is no anti-fraternization policy it, uh, it from human resources. Okay. So that's that one. Um... And then I read The Curse of the Dragon by Eliza Gale. And this is about dragon shifters. And there's kind of like the ugly duckling trope. Um, and it involves twins. And one of them's crazy. And like faded mates. And, and basically like there's a whole bunch of tropes. And it throws them all together. Right. And like it's a good. And like it's good. Um, is it the greatest? No. But it's good. Uh, I will say... That the very first um, uh, sex scene in this book is scandalous. Not really. I wouldn't say scandalous. It is realistic, and that makes it super awkward to read. Okay. And that is all I will say. Okay. Um. And then the last book I read was. Take Me Home, which is book one of the Heartbreak Brothers by Carrie mm -hmm. Elks. Um, okay. And this is one of those, like, small town, big family, you're going to have a series kind of romances. Um, so, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Grayson, I think. So, Grayson is a rock star and he comes home to like visit family and he runs into the little sister of his high school ex-girlfriend whose name escapes okay. me right now and anyway they fall in love but she's got a scandal from when she was in college that once their relationship becomes public because he's a superstar once his relationship becomes public this information gets back out and she is traumatized and they have to work around that so so that's what and i read this one of those yeah is that and you say that's part of a series i presume there are other brothers yeah so grayson is the deal with yeah so grayson is the oldest of four boys and one girl okay Alrighty. you're gonna be sticking with that one i might i might it was good Okay. They went ahead and set up for book two, so Sounds I might. Like plan. Um, this this book, that book was just recently published, so 
I went to go look for the second book in the series, and it's not out yet, so I gotta wait. Right. Yeah, that'll that'll happen. Well, that covers all the uh, recreational reading, I guess. Uh, once we get back from our break, you want to talk about our uh, challenge for this week? Yeah. All right. We'll be seeing everybody in a minute. Yep. And welcome back to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. And before the break, we were talking about the things that have been going on in our lives and what we've been reading. And now we're going to get into our challenge, um, which I issued a couple of episodes ago. And what I issued for us to read was the book Cemetery Boys by... Aiden Thomas yep. in honor of uh, Pride Month. So uh, should I give the synopsis? You can, or I can, doesn't matter. Okay, I'll give it. Okay. Alright, so uh, Cemetery Boys is the story of uh oh goodness. Yadriel? Yadriel, yeah. Yadriel. Yadriel. Uh who is a, a trans boy living in East LA. Uh, with his family, who are uh, belong to a group known as the Brujit. How's it pronounced? In Brugit? my head, in my head, I always said Brooks. 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 That, that sounds about okay. Yeah. Well, basically, they're um, they're a uh, group of people who can commune with the dead, and so they can see and talk with spirits, and they'll often help uh, spirits pass on to the afterlife. And they can, like, uh, interact with uh, spirits during, like, special seasons of the year. And this book takes place, like, in the week leading up to the Day of the Dead. So there's preparations for that stuff going on. And, uh, oh, goodness. Uh, Yadriel mm-hmm. is um, part of this group. And this group is sort of very like regimented as far as gender roles are concerned mm-hmm. basically like the men in the uh brudix uh, are the ones who like are tasked with releasing demons mm-hmm. or releasing spirits into the afterlife and they have like these tools that they use and there's this uh ritual that accompanies it that all the boys do because Yadriel is a trans boy, his family is uh, not like willing to let him do the ritual. So at the start of the book, in the very first chapter, he and his best friend Martina, uh, uh, Maritza. Is that, what's her? Marita, Maritza, uh, are sneak, yeah, Marita, are <laughs> sneaking off into uh, the cemetery to perform this ritual themselves, and. Uh, so that Yadriel can earn, can like feel that he's earned his place in his uh, group and can contribute in the way that he feels he's supposed to. And they do the ritual. It seemingly works. Or, yeah, it does work. And But then right after they finish it, they're all struck with uh, this sensation that happens whenever a member of their group dies. Yep. And they... Uh, so have to set about trying to solve the murder of one of their like kinsmen before the day of the dead and uh, so in the process of doing this 
Yadriel decides to go ahead and try summoning a spirit. Mm-hmm. A spirit he thinks might be the that that was uh, killed mysteriously, but that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And who he ends up summoning by accident is this boy named Julian who goes to their school. Yep. And uh, after summoning him, Yadriel finds that he can't uh, help, like, have him pass on to the next world until he helps Julian deal with, like, his, uh, with his, uh, whatever you call it, uh, what is it, business, leftovers? <laughs> what, what do ghosts have? What do ghosts have? They have unresolved unfinished business. business. Yeah, what that that thing, the unfinished <laughs> stuff. So, so Julian's gonna hang around, and they're gonna try and like I guess get him in touch with his friends and figure out if they can like how it was that he died because the the con the the conditions around that are sort of mysterious. So, yeah, the premise of the book is that Martina, uh, Marita. Uh, Yadriel and Julian are all traveling around together. Uh, they do, they can't let uh, Yadriel and Marita's families know about Julian because they're still sort of keeping that whole angle of things on the down low. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hijinks ensue. At least, I presume, because Elizabeth... I did not finish this week's reading. <gasps> For the first, well, I technically I did uh, lose a challenge last year. The uh, the time I uh, committed myself to reading uh, Anna Karenina. Yeah. On that uh, uh, serial app. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, and I'll get into it. But let it be known that my not having finished this book is in no way a reflection on the quality of the book itself uh i'm enjoying it i look forward to finishing it i just couldn't get it done in time for the record so i made it up to like uh like a hundred i made it like 130 pages in so i'm right at the point where they've been to school they've like had julian tagging along and he's been getting up to shenanigans They've learned a little bit, or at least they've heard some rumors about his personal life from the other students. Mm -hmm. And now they're fixing to go out in search of his friends with a couple of dogs that Marita's family is sending out with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I left off. Okay. All right. But uh, I can presume that you've finished it. Yes, I did. Right. All right, so that'll be a double whammy for you this week. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, uh, well, how, well, I've been going on a little bit now, so you, why don't you tell us your thoughts? Okay. Um, I loved this book so much. Um, yeah. I, so I did finish it, and, uh, like, it first of all, it was just very, very well written. Um, and I'm assuming that because... I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have been impressed by this, but I was. Um, that, like, the author 
I don't really know anything about Aiden Thomas, but uh, something that was like very glaringly obvious was the author never slipped up. Right. Never slipped up, like with the pronouns, unless it was to make a point. Um, I mean, like where uh, the well, Aiden Thomas is a trans man. Oh, see, I I didn't even know that. Um, it's on the back cover. Well, I didn't I didn't read the back cover. Okay, nope. So, so <laughs> does that mean I lose the challenge too? I don't know. <laughs> Gee. Oh boy. Okay, well then I guess I shouldn't have been so impressed. But happy, happy, happy Pride happy Month, everybody! Jeez. Uh, why does anybody listen to us? Oh, <laughs> uh, we we uh, cleared a thousand listeners. Uh, I guess maybe it would have been by last recording, but we're uh, presently on track to, I think, have like eleven hundred by the end of the month, maybe. Woohoo! Yeah. So, dude, your charity is much appreciated, <laughs> folks. So. But anyway, like, I don't know. Like, I was just, like, I just kept expecting that typo. I just kept expecting that slip up and it never happened unless it was, like, mm. done on purpose because, like, a, like a character yeah, like was... Like, when it's dealing directly with, like, uh, like themes of uh, a misgendering and stuff Exactly. Like um, and I don't know why, like, I was so impressed for that. I was like, man, they don't miss. They don't the last, miss. Uh, yeah, there's this, there's that very nice moment, and it was like the last thing I read before recording, uh, where um, Yadriel is showing Julian his uh, yearbook. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a, a very nice moment. That that was that was really sweet. I yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. Um. But I, I do, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, and I do believe believe you me, I get the feeling that the plot is really starting to pick up with where with where I am at because they're just about to basically go out and start investigating stuff in earnest mm-hmm. yeah and uh, I can't put any of this down on the book itself I can only say that uh, from my own experience of it yeah. The first basically hundred pages of this book take place over the course of one night. Yep. And I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just that. I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe I just didn't feel like the plot was progressing, like at quite the like I know in a way I would have found more engaging. Like, the mm-hmm. character stuff was all well and good. And, uh... I don't know. I just feel like... Like, by the time I got to, like, the 100-page mark, I just sort of felt like things needed to start happening at a faster clip. Because the book is only about, like, 300 pages. So, to spend, like, basically your whole first act just taking place over the span of a couple of hours is i don't know and i will say that i will say that there the one issue i had with like the timeline especially kind of as i got towards the end was like 
the timeline does get a little fuzzy, especially towards yeah, the end also, of the book. There's clearly a ticking clock element with the lead up to the Day of the Dead. Yeah. But I don't know that they ever explicitly state like how many days it is until then. And I think even that might have given it like a greater like sense of momentum. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, another thing, and this is purely like uh, preferential on my part. Okay. The book is like almost like pretty much entirely from Yadriel's perspective, which yeah. would stand to reason. But I feel like so many of the books I read have uh, multiple POV characters, mm-hmm. and I feel like with there, this be there's being a book with a central trio of Yadriel, Marita, and Julian, that uh, you could have uh, some potential for that kind of like uh, jumping around from perspectives. I will say, I'm not going to give anything away by saying this, right. but I will say that that does change towards okay. the end of the book. That's interesting. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what uh, how how that turns out. Um. Yeah, that does change. Uh, but okay. I I loved. I loved this book. Like I would be one hundred percent okay giving this to. Me personally, I would be okay giving this to like a late middle school, high schooler. Um, sure definitely I, I would feel very you know like I feel I don't like I don't really recall any like super strong language there is some but it's not excessive like yeah I, I think I almost uh found myself instantiating like stronger language in the place of the actual text of the book just right. because I'm used to teenagers online being a bit more ribald yeah yeah um, but yeah, no, I would feel very comfortable giving to the, giving this book to like, uh, like, you know, seventh, eighth grader and up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, that would, uh, I, I could see myself reading this back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, really like the characters. Really like Julian. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I like that uh, that whole se- scene of him keeping Yadriel awake that all night with questions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just musings about what it's like to be dead. I'm just like I was reading that part and I was like, this sounds like this sounds like it would be my version of hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I like I like interacting with people as much as the next person, but like. I am an introvert and I need my sleep and when I am oh, done goodness, socializing yeah. I am done. And like I uh I get like 6 to 8 hours of sleep most nights at best and even before then I'll have like like 2 to 3 hours where I'm just sort of like alone with my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I, I, it's been a minute since I've had like I've been in like a sleepover mode um i the other night i was uh, like i went to bed fairly early for me 
and or, or at least fairly early for me during the summertime and I woke up like just woke up at three o'clock in the morning because Brian was snoring potato was trying to crawl under the covers oh and and then I just stayed awake till like for like three hours all right I mean that's fine as long as you can get back to sleep whenever I mean, I did, but then I slept till like noon. Cool. That's some solid summertime REM. It is, but I, I'm, but now I'm getting to that age where I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want to sleep half the day away. Like, I feel like I need to be up and be productive. Oh yeah, that's fair. Was there any uh, other aspects of the book you wanted to talk about? Um. I'm afraid to because I don't want to give things away. Yeah. I'm so, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Now I know how you feel. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I would just say, uh, something I noticed is that uh, in the early chapters when they're talking about Yadriel's home life and then when later when they go over to Marita's house, they're mm-hmm. both very... Uh, focused on like goings on in the kitchen yeah and uh, I guess that there's like an element of uh, kitchen culture for uh, Latinx culture that Mm -hmm. is um, sort of like placed at a forefront Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know one element that uh, I sort of picked up on and I don't know how much of this was deliberate or conscious but it seemed like whenever characters would sort of like swap it up or or be um, a bilingual, mm-hmm. like speaking English and Spanish, the Spanish in this book seemed rather rudimentary to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that was like uh, a meant to be a concession to like younger English readers, because like it's almost like characters will only speak Spanish when they're referring to a food or. Like, or like basically very, like, or like unit phrases. one grammar. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, like that. Um, and I feel like, yeah, yeah. I I did. I mean, I noticed that too. All right, and, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something that uh, just sort of st- stuck out to me, and I guess, and I guess it is probably like a concession to younger readers. Right. I don't know. I mean. It, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, liking it, and I'm looking forward to reading, finishing it. Yeah. Yep. So that was uh, Cemetery Boys. You're going to be uh, getting double words for that, so do you yep. need uh, some more time to factor up your word total for this week? No, I went ahead and did it. Oh, that's cool. Alrighty, well, I can uh, go ahead with mine then. Okay. Uh, like I said, I only had the one uh, Simonon novel to add to it that uh, puts my pr- current word total at current word total is 2,435,684 which means I am 55% of the way through my word total for last year. Dang. And I think that at this point last year I am currently ahead by about 65,000 words okay yeah 
So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keeping on a good pace. I don't want to slack off too much. Because um, I feel like at this point last year, I was sort of on a bit of a, a, a uh, the back a, foot. Yeah. But that uh, then I picked up a few larger books later on in the summer that really boasted my numbers. So mm -hmm. I need to get out ahead of that while I can. Okay. Um, since our last episode, uh, in, so since my, our last episode, I've read five books, including Cemetery Boys, uh, and then adding in my bonus, since I did complete the challenge, um, I have read 596,080 words, which brings my year to date total up to 4,889,544 words. Which currently puts me at 49% of the way through my word total from last year. Okay. And uh, now that just leaves us with another challenge to assign. And you've kind of given me a sneak peek about what this challenge might entail. Right. So I went ahead and gave Thomas a heads up about the challenge because I wanted him to have time to think about it. Because for the first time this year, perhaps the only time, but definitely for the first time... I'm going to recommend that we challenge each other with different yes. works. Okay. So, um, the parameters for my challenge were it needed to be something that was that was like a unusual format, something that we don't typically um, include whenever we do our challenges, and right. so. Uh, my pick for you was the fan fiction, was the Harry Potter fan fiction that I mentioned, um, which is called Manacle, Manacles, Manacled, okay. I don't know. Uh, and it is on AO3, and it's available for free. Um, oh, that's good. So that was my, so that is my challenge to you, is to complete that. Okie doke. And uh, my challenge for you. Mm-hmm. All right. You're giving me a fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a manga. I'm giving you a manga that uh, is wrapped, I've talked about on this show before. It wrapped up a little while back, and it is uh, slated for things coming up. I'm going to have you read... The manga Chainsaw Man. Okay. It is 97 chapters. Okay. And you can read the whole thing on the Shonen Jump app, which you can subscribe to for $2 a month. Okay. Or I can loan you my physical copies of the full uh, series. Okay. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the, honestly, I'd recommend reading it on your phone. Okay. Because I think uh, it's well suited to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and I can, um, I figured I'd factor that out to, like, maybe 10,000 words of volume. Okay. So, like, it'd come out to be about 110,000 total. Okay. And we um, can find a way to f figure out the word total for the fan fiction. Okay. I just kind of figured for the words that we would just... That basically, like, as as long as we but are basically, like, whenever it comes time for this episode, for us to talk about these two things, that we would yeah. 
kind of decide on what we felt was a fair number. Sure. For both works. That way okay. we're not that way it's not two different word totals. Okay. Does that, that make that sense? That sounds fair. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that uh, pretty much covers all the business for this week. Elizabeth, you want to let people know where they can find us? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and literally Club um, at Your Words Podcast. You can also uh, find us on our website at yourwordspodcast.com. And if you have a question, a recommendation, or a comment, uh, feel free to email us at yourwordspodcast at gmail.com. I uh, look forward to another seeing y'all guys in another couple of weeks. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be talking to each other before that. Yep. But I uh, wish you good luck on your reading. Thank you, and good luck on yours. And uh, as always, this is the part of the show where we tell you all goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.